Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, Evening Animals by Christopher Miller. It took the strength of both me and my older brother Jackie to pry the microwave door off its hinge. And it took the combining effort of Jackie, me, and my little brother Mike to ram it through the drywall. It was a humid, windless evening, and our t-shirts were soaked with the guiltless sweat from our violent efforts. Only once the sun had vanished did we come out as shadows to plague the newly built homes. We were the gatekeepers to this town, though no one else knew. We broke locks and shattered windows to sneak inside and wreak havoc on the new neighborhoods. Houses better than ours yet always empty, homes for no one. The first house we trashed inadequately, like demolition virgins, randomly punched holes, kicked in a few cabinet doors, yanked drawers out and threw them into empty fireplaces. Our practice. We grew in efficiency as our hands learned what to do, what to grab, what to throw. We clapped, when Jackie brought the sprinkler inside. His mind, his hands, graduating to new levels of destruction. It inspired us to be more creative. Mike started detaching the staircase handrails, and I, in my most brilliant display of malice, pissed the carpet floors upstairs. I had never felt so free and odd at the same time, like an animal pissing where I felt like it, and not feeling any shame for picking the carpet to do so. But the piss ran out, and I was back downstairs trying to drink from the sprinkler like a dog so I could piss more. It wasn't happening. Jackie mumbled angry things to himself as he strangled the pipes under the kitchen sink, thinking his bare hands and pent-up aggression would be enough to loosen what only wrenches could. Mike whistled the tune, Whistle While You Work, as he ripped the last stubborn piece of staircase railing from its home. He seemed happier than I had ever seen him before. I gathered the broken pieces of whatever was left in the wake of destruction, piled them in the bathtub, making a shrine of sorts. Mom and Dad didn't know where we were. They probably thought we were down by the creek skipping rocks or jumping bikes over curbs, They wouldn't even know when it got dark. Wouldn't care when we showed up. Our leashes let out so long they weren't leashes anymore. Nothing tethering us to home. I heard the moment it broke. Mom told Dad she didn't love him while face down in the bed weeping. She said it muffled through her folded arms. What, he said. What did you say? I heard her. I heard her perfectly. It was so loud, booming, a siren. I was in the corner of the room on the computer, minding my own. They probably didn't even know I was in there, or didn't care. 
I used that moment to give me strength when I tried punching holes through walls harder than I thought they'd be when I hit beams and not hollow spots. I could still punch through beams. Punch through anything. Short of bringing down the walls themselves, the destruction was complete. Another victim stood bare with its entrails scattered. We rushed out the back door like cackling hyenas, giddy and energized. Jackie and Mike scurried down the embankment and became shapeless shadows, disappearing in the brush. I stopped and picked up a large rock and tossed it through the sliding glass door. No glass door was ever safe. Our trademark. We did this all summer. Never once got caught. We did it all the way up until Jackie left for college. Mom and Dad never knew. We'd come home dirty and wet from destruction late in the evening, our hands bleeding from cutting ourselves on split two-by-fours. No one ever noticed. We were animals. Children of no one. Jackie never did finish college. He dropped out to open a sporting goods store with a friend he met his sophomore year. He's doing pretty good for himself now. Lives out in the country and has two huskies. We stay in touch here and there, but it's tougher the older you get. Mike was in and out of jail for the first few years after he barely scraped by high school. A lot of theft and vandalism. I feel partly responsible for that. Not setting a good example and all. He always did seem to be the most excited when we would sneak out for our next night of demolition. But he has cleaned himself up since. Met a girl correctional officer during his last stint in jail and they ran off and got married. Actually have three kids now. Proud of him, though I have no ownership over anything good that happens to him. But still though. As for me, I stumbled my way into becoming a machinist and make a decent living doing so. No wife or kids. I still live close to home. Too close, in fact. Actually bought one of those houses in the neighborhoods we destroyed. May have even been inside this exact one before. Trashing it to pieces, pissing the carpets and yanking staircase railings, making man-sized holes to walk through walls. The irony of it isn't lost on me. Sometimes, I feel like those nights, those sinister nights, with all us together, hurting and hurting things, were the best times of my life. Everything felt so much more real back then, so much more urgent. Everything moves so slow now, a movie without a plot. There are still people moving into these houses all the time. So many empty ones. Late at night, when I'm having trouble sleeping, sometimes I like to pretend I can hear windows shattering and kids laughing. The pounding of hammers, walls being torn down, toilets being thrown into yards. This sometimes helps me fall asleep. Sometimes keeps me up all night.
This has been Evening Animals. Written by Christopher Miller. Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening.